0: Pack your bags and welcome to the Cactus Dispatch Podcast. I'm Mary Beth Yell, a retired 28-year-old female, and I'm originally from Texas. I've lived in a few different cities, but I currently call Mexico City my home. Right now, I'm in the Luberon in France, and tomorrow morning, I'm getting up early to make my way to a sailing trip in Italy. This is Cactus Dispatch. And um, I'm going to tell you, this week I'm going to talk about uh, where the name came for my podcast. I'm going to tell you about Can, my my trip last week. Um, We're going to talk about how to meet people, new people when you're traveling alone. Um, Some things I've done that have worked well for me. Uh, Tip of the week. And what's coming up. I have a funny story about the last time I went sailing with Italians. So... Just to jump in and get started, Cactus Dispatch is the name of my website and made the most sense to name my podcast this as well, but um, the reason this came about was I think in 2014, I think it was 2015 actually, I was at Coachella with a bunch of friends and I was living in New York City at the time, but I really loved... Going on vacations to warm places. at At that point in my life, I was working for People Magazine. I um, had a, a Monday to Friday, nine to five job um, where I was doing sales planning. Shout out to my people, people. Um, it was it was really fun, very glamorous, but I was pretty um, pretty burnt out, pretty tired. And so every time I went on a vacation, I always wanted it to be to a warm place somewhere I could relax, and um, when we were all, my friends and I were in the pool um, before going to the first day of Coachella, we were talking about what would the name of of your blog be, and I said mine would definitely be Cactus Dispatch, because I'm always um, trying to be somewhere where, where cactuses are growing naturally, not where I'm trying to keep them alive in my cold and small New York City apartment, so that's the genesis of the name um, I still love to to be in places where cactuses grow normally, naturally, so like semi-arid climates, and uh, now in my, my place in Mexico City, I've got a lot of cacti, and um, I'm always trying to grow the collection, which is really fun. Um, it's also a much cheaper place to buy cactus and, and a lot easier to keep them alive. Next, I'm going to talk about Can, my trip to the beaches in the south of France. So just for a little bit of um, orientation, I've been in in Provence, which is um, basically the French countryside, uh, about three hours by train south of Paris and about an hour and a half north of Marseille, which is um, right on the southern coast, um, also by train. So I've been here this whole summer I, I arrived at the end of april and i will leave at the end of july and um i've really been exploring a lot of places in europe but I haven't done uh very much traveling within france so i wanted to go to um to the cote d'azur uh or like the i think it's the the blue coast everyone calls it the french riviera but um i'd been wanting and very interested in going and i had a um a couple of days so i decided that was the best time uh for me to go because it's kind of an expensive destination so i um made my way down last tuesday morning and returned on friday um and i had a good time it wasn't uh, the most amazing vacation i've ever been on um but i it was exactly what i needed after 2 weeks in morocco um and just some some rest and relaxation in kind of a glamorous setting, um, and it was was glamorous. I mean, the I I stayed in Cannes and I did a day trip to Nice and to Antibes, or it's Antibes, but uh, and Juan Lepon, uh which is spelled Juan space L E S space P I N S, and um, it's very interesting because. Um, between my English being my native language, Spanish being my second language, and French being um, my third language, which I have remedial skills in. um, It's very interesting to hear different people of different origins saying these places, but um, the names of these places. However, I still had a really good time. I'm really glad I stayed in Cannes. I was between Cannes and Nice, and um, with the advice of a few friends, shout out to my sister Emily who was in in con two or three weeks prior um I decided to stay there because it sounded like the most um up my alley and it really was it's um the the beach I think is you know the main attraction but it's a huge promenade um people park their their yachts and you know there are two marinas it's very accessible everyone is in town it's um it's really funny like uh, around 9 or 10 when everyone is eating dinner people all everyone has like a rosy glow from spending all day at the beach or on a boat and everyone has wet hair and is like I just need dinner and a glass of wine and it, it's and that's what it is it's it's a resort town it's a nice place to be um and Nice is Huge! It's it's such a big city. Um, I took the train in and then um, ended up walking about 30 minutes to get to this um, really good vegetarian restaurant uh, called Caju, C-A-J-A-U, which is short for Callie and Julian, which is the couple who owns it. And um, they were they were super accommodating and uh, made a good veggie burger. Then Juan lepan was also nice. I just went for about an hour and a half. I got a green juice and um and laid out on one of the the sandy beaches and just it's good for people watching honestly um and that was really my my only goal for the trip was to just to relax um so it was nice to be able to do that and um also in Con i went shopping we had some really really good sales start this week in France so i got um a new bathing suit cover up and new pajamas from Oisho, which is like the um like the younger sister lingerie arm of zara uh we have it in mexico city but i i'm not sure if it's in the states and i also went and saw oceans 8 uh in the movie theater which was an interesting experience because I thought that there would be subtitles. Um, I thought it might be dubbed, but there would be French subtitles or English subtitles, but the whole movie was dubbed in French without subtitles. So I caught the gist and, um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I'd see it again. I was a little bit disappointed in the, uh, fashions. I didn't think that they really blew out the dresses enough, but I guess that the, uh, the jewelry, um, was the the main character in the movie um and I I'll see it again in English just so I understand exactly what's going on um I also made some new friends in Cannes and I wanted to talk about that um so how it's a a travel strategy like how to meet new people when you're traveling alone or traveling with other people um sometimes can be really overwhelming and difficult and um I am a pretty outgoing person, but that doesn't mean that I don't have trouble meeting new people or or hitting it off with people sometimes and um so I think that the easiest way depending on it, it depends on where you're staying and and where you're traveling. So in um in Morocco, for example, I stayed in a hostel when one of the when I was in Tagazut when I was at the surf town and I didn't know I was staying in a hostel. I just booked an Airbnb and it happened to be a private room in a hostel. And it was actually great because I was able to... I, w- I went for breakfast on the rooftop and um, there were three people sitting there. I, everyone else I'd met at the hostel had been okay but not super outgoing. But I sort of figured if it we were going to be sharing a meal together, I may as well learn these people's names. So I just and this is always the hardest step I just said hey everyone I'm Mary Beth I'm from I'm from the states. how about you guys and I met two amazing girls from uh from the Netherlands sisters and um and a guy from Canada and they ended up everybody wanted to go surfing that day so we all went and um and one of the sisters ended up taking the awesome this awesome photo of me with a camel and a surfboard and um if I hadn't just taken the the first step to say Hi, I'm Mary Beth, and gone from there then i I would never have had an experience like that um on the flip side, sometimes I do not necessarily want to be with people all the time while I'm traveling, which is um is definitely something to consider when you're you're booking where you're gonna stay uh, a hostel versus an airbnb versus a hotel um but just for for the, um, for the time being, like the people I met in Morocco were amazing and it was such a good experience. But then, um, like this past week in Cannes, I, everyone seemed to be there either as a young couple or with a family vacation. Um, so there weren't, and I was staying at an Airbnb where it was just me and there wasn't really any interaction with the hosts nor with like anybody else staying nearby. So, um, so you know it was not there wasn't a built-in way to um organically meet people so um I went to my phone you know what's the first step when you're not sure what to do pick up your phone but um I am a single person so I have uh Bumble and Tinder and I like to use these apps when I'm traveling obviously with a lot of caution just like I use them at home but um I you know just started to say hello to people and um and through that, I met a very nice guy and his brother and sister. we all went out for drinks. You know it was like um a very easy way to join in on a group without having to just go to a bar by myself because that's in the end that's really not me i'm this summer, I haven't really been drinking that much, so I'm like not that interested in just going to a bar with the hopes that I'll meet somebody and be able to join in on a group conversation. But on the flip side, um, by speaking to someone just a little bit, knowing enough information about them and saying, okay, let's meet up in a public place, um, there's always an easy way to get out. You can say, I have to go home. I'm not feeling well. You can make up that you're traveling with other people and they're expecting you to come back. Um, there are a lot of ways to get out of it if it doesn't go well but in my experience things have gone well and people are very nice and I just want to say like for these apps um, whether you're you're dating or just making friends you're not required to like um, hang out with someone or spend time with somebody for longer than you feel like doing so. so. I kind of always try to go into these experiences with like, okay, I'm gonna do one drink, put myself out there for one drink, and if I want to spend more time talking to someone, then I will. But if I don't, then really, time is my greatest resource right now. So, um, so I'll, you know, just say it was nice to meet you and go home. Um, but I also, in terms of safety, always meet in a public place. Um, make sure you tell someone from home where you're going and and just always check in like i have a, a great friend who we're always like okay this is where i'm going this is who i'm meeting and i'll talk to you in two hours and if you don't hear from me please please write me so um that's just another another chance or another way to meet people um and also to kind of have a little bit of background on them beforehand um, with Bumble and Tinder, I think you, you have to, you don't have to, but there's an option to verify your profile uh, to show that you you are who you say you are, uh, so you're not catfishing anyone. And just for anyone's reference, catfishing is when you make a fake, you make an account on one of these apps and you say that you your name is Marybeth, you are 28, but then it's a photo of someone who's not 28-year-old Marybeth and then when you go to meet the person you are someone different or at the time of going to go meet you don't show up um so but there have, there are various ways to to verify it and also if for some reason you get um stood up then it's another good story about the time you tried to meet people when you were traveling um next my my travel tip of the week is um don't feel like you have to do exactly what somebody else did if you go to the same place as them. Um, and this, I applied uh, this past week in, when I was in the French Riviera. It's a beautiful place. Everybody told me that I had to take a day trip to Monaco to see the super yachts and to have a coffee at the the Café de Paris. And I just didn't want to spend two hours round trip on a train ride when I had plenty of super yachts right in my backyard in Cannes, and plenty of coffee to drink there if I wanted to, and I, I sometimes um, this happens. This happens to me a lot actually, and I have to remind myself of it a lot. But um, unless it's something that you really want to do, I don't think that you should do it. So the same thing happened in um, in Morocco. Everyone recommended the Atlas Mountains and also to do a safari experience but I was I didn't want to do both of those um, at the same time and kind of when I stepped back I said well if 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 it were just me and no one had told me anything any of these recommendations then I would choose to go surfing at the beach and I wouldn't choose to go to the mountains or to go on a safari experience. So just um, take into consideration obviously whenever someone gives you a recommendation or a suggestion it's um it's because they want you to have a good time they they um want to share their travel experience with you but um but definitely don't feel obligated to do it just because um someone someone said that you should like it's your it's your life and your time so so um make sure you're doing what you want to do or or you could end up disappointed um obviously it could end up being great as well Um, but sometimes if, if I'm struggling with the decision, I have to take a step back and say, okay, wait, what does MB want to do? Um, not what does the greater, the greater good want me to do? So after that, what's coming up, I am going, I'm really excited. I'm going to sail, um, in Italy this coming week with um, my friends that I met in Mexico City, Margarita and Olmo, and I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can record a podcast from the boat. Um, they are an Italian couple. I met them just over a year ago when I was in Mexico City, um, new in Mexico, taking my intensive Spanish class, which is where I've met, I'd say it over, over five really good friends that I'm still in touch with. And, um, Olmo was in my class and he, his girlfriend Margarita, uh, was in another class and we would go on, we'd go out. We went to, um, the Andy Warhol exhibit when it was in Mexico city. And then, um, the earthquake happened like right at the end of our class. So we didn't really get to say goodbye because Margarita and Olmo came home to Italy. Um, but when I posted that, I, I posted a photo from here in Provence and Margarita wrote me and said, hey, please come and visit. We're so close. We would love, um, love to have you and we're going sailing this summer. So please come and join, um, which is a, you know, like a once in a lifetime opportunity. If someone invites you to go sailing um, anywhere, I, I think that you should probably say yes, um, no matter what. So I have all my things packed. I'm about to go and take out like one or two outfits because I definitely won't need them. Add another bathing suit. And um, I'm leaving early in the morning. I'm taking um, Blah Blah Car, which Blah Blah Car is an app um, that's essentially ride sharing. Someone um, posted that they were traveling from the town I'm in to Genova and they had three empty seats and they have they've done this before so people have um, given them ratings and and again they're verified and it is safe so I'm paying I think 24 euros in total and um, it's a five-hour trip by plane it would have been like 120 by train something like 75 so this is both the fastest and the cheapest way to go. And, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, arriving there. Uh, Margarita and Olmo are really cool people. Uh, we're going to get on the boat and I think sail a little bit in Italy and then head over to Corsica, which is a French island. Um, and then I will take, We'll spend time there and then I will take a ferry from Corsica back to France and make my way, uh, the complicated journey up to the Luberon, um, which is, which is fine. It's a really, really beautiful place to live. So it's, um, it's okay that it's a little bit challenging to get here. Um, next I want to, since I'm going sailing with Italians, I want to tell, um, kind of just a a quick funny story about the last time I went sailing. Um, so I took a trip to, to Panama, um, in Central America in 2016, right after I turned 26. And it wasn't the first, um, time I traveled alone, but it was, um, the first time I traveled alone and, and, things just didn't really go very well at all, but it ended up everything ended up being okay. But um long story short, I uh I booked a I booked a sailboat to travel through the San Blas Islands in Panama because um I'd seen photos from a a friend's trip there like three years prior and it was somewhere I had always had in mind there are these like there are over three hundred and sixty Volcanic islands. They're really beautiful. They're they're all like just white sand. they it, it might not be volcanic But it's just white sand covered in palm trees. I mean the ultimate like corona ad experience and everywhere that you can stay on these islands are these kind of um, I don't know not very exciting like huts and everyone said that you get eaten alive by mosquitoes um, but the other option was to ta- to stay on a sailboat. So to to do a sailboat charter. And I um I looked up the boat options, I emailed and, and arranged for, for a boat. So I I booked one and I thought it was all, you know, a very easy process. I think it was maybe a hundred and fifty dollars a night, uh, which is about what I would have spent in a nice hotel room in Panama City. So I said, Okay, yeah, that's fine, no problem and um i to get to sandblast from panama city if you're driving you uh you basically take a like a four-wheeler like a big jeep expedition or something like something with a four-wheel drive you you're i think 10 people fit in the car we were in and we did a four-hour drive like through the mountains of panama it's it's pretty bad uh and then they bring you to this like Um, basically like this docking station where these wooden boats that, you know, are barely seem, they barely seem seaworthy, are just taking as many passengers as they can. You're given one of those orange life jackets that's like you know, very uh, basic and they just start taking you to the different islands. So, um, I got put onto this boat and this whole journey was booked via the people that helped me book my sailboat. So, uh, the other thing is you have to go out with all the water and food and cash that you'll need for the time that you're sailing and beer. Most importantly, um, you need to go out with all of that because there is no way to buy any of that when you're, when you're at sea or when you're in these islands, it's really, everyone equated it to, they were like, this is like Cuba. You have you have to get all of your resources before you go. So, um, so I had all of the stuff and I, they were taking us to the different islands and dropping people off at these, these huts or tents where they were staying. And I turned to the captain of this, you know, this like dinghy and said, Hey, when are, uh, when are we going to go to the sailboats? And he was like, what? You're staying on a sailboat? And I said, yeah, um, yeah. When are we going to be heading there? And he was like, well, which boat are you staying on? And I was, I was like, um, I'm not sure. And I had to do, you know, some like, thankfully, I think I had saved the email offline, but I had to, we had to do some investigating. There was some communication via walkie talkies because there's no cell phone service. And eventually the dinghy took me we and we went out to this the sailboat that i'd booked um and the the crew was happy to welcome me and um here's the real kicker is um well there are a few things but i get on board and it's an italian crew um so an italian man is the captain uh and his son was the the skipper and the italian man was married to a Colombian woman who was the same age as his son, and uh, none of them spoke any English. And at this point, my Spanish was um, was like high school and college, but I, I hadn't practiced for four years, and um, so I had to communicate with this Colombian woman, who would then in Spanish, my broken Spanish, who then cl- like would then speak to the two Italian sailors. In Italian and it was a three-day charter and um, after about two or three hours on the boat and and some you know broken communication I turned to the Colombian woman and I said so when are when is everybody else coming and uh, and she was like what do you mean nobody else is coming And uh, suddenly all the questions that they'd been asking me, like, do you travel by yourself like this very often, Uh, started to make a lot more sense because I had accidentally chartered a sailboat for myself uh, for three days as a 26 year old. And, uh, and I did it by no, I didn't did not get an American crew, or even people who spoke English, I picked up an Italian crew and uh and luckily spoke a little bit of spanish but it had under, it ended up all being just fine it was probably the most relaxing trip i've ever taken specifically because of the language barrier i had to just chill out read and uh and practice a little bit of spanish but i think the hardest questions we came to on on those 3 days were okay this island the beers are cold but they're two dollars but on this island the beers are not always cold but they're only a dollar and uh and with that the conclusion was obviously swim to the cold beer island first have one and then swim to the medium beer island and have two or three so that's just a just a funny side note of uh the last time i went sailing with italians but it was a a real blast and I had a really really good time. Um so in terms of closing, I wanted to give a big shout out to my friend Hannah Tinsley who I have known for like over 10 years. We were lifeguards together. She said, "MB, you need a better closing." And uh and I agree. I I need a a better way to close out the podcast and also to open it. So I thank everyone for um for your patience with me as as uh, I'm getting my my cadence and picking up my voice in this podcast, um, but first I'm going to talk to you guys about how to keep in touch, and um, you can do that by emailing me at marybethyale at gmail dot com. Yale is spelled Y A L E, like the university. Um, you can also reach me at Cactus Dispatch on Instagram, and cactusdispatch.com dot com is my website where you can find. Um, notes for this podcast and, and anything any other travel resources you may need. Um, I will be getting a sign up for my bi newsletter that I sent to friends and family if you want to keep in touch and learn more. Um, I'm going to give you guys a haiku of the week because I think it's a fun way to wrap things up. Riviera is a cool place to get tan. Always use sunscreen. And to very, very close out. Um, I'm going to test out some sign offs. So Hannah and I were talking about it and we think that three word phrases really help, uh, wrap it up three words. So I'm going to say, go to bed, say good night. This is more than three words, but, um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And with that, I am going to close out and Just ask that you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and remember that I will be sending postcards randomly to people who leave me reviews and who share on their Instagram stories or Facebook. I really appreciate the support, and um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Cheers!